You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for Plano Pulse with your hosts, Jamie Jolly and Lamont Thomas. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse, recorded here at the Plano Chamber office located in Legacy Texas Business Center. I'm Jamie Jolly, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Lamont Thomas, 2019 board chair of the Plano Chamber. That's right. It's a new year, and that means we have a new co-host. Lamont, we're excited to have you join us again at this podcast and look forward to a great year ahead. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to this episode. We have a great conversation in store for you. Before we introduce you to our special guest, and you'll recognize him, we would like to take a moment to share a message from the sponsor of today's episode, Rose Food Service. Rose Food Service is a Plano-based small business offering commercial catering services. Their clients include City of Plano, Plano ISD, where they serve lunch to 400 children a day, and numerous businesses and organizations, including the Plano Chamber of Commerce, Steve Vitasic, executive chef and owner, is a graduate of Leadership Plano and has sponsored the program for over a decade. Need catering service for your business meeting, social bid? Get started by visiting rosecateringplano.com or calling 469-443-0406. Just looking for a great lunch? Steve invites you to stop into his cafe inside the Collin County Courthouse in McKinney. Thank you again to Steve with Rose Food Service for sponsoring today's episode. At this time, it's my pleasure to reintroduce you to today's special guest, a very familiar voice for our regular listeners. He is Managing Principal of Beckley CPA, as well as immediate past chair of the Plano Chamber and immediate past co-host of this podcast. It's your favorite. It's Jeff Beckley. Welcome back, Jeff. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we're going to take some turns and um, wanted to just kind of talk a little bit about this past year. So Jeff, you've done it. It's um, it's official. You're now the immediate past chair. Uh, you made it through your year as board chair, and I have to say it was a pretty fun and amazing year. So how year. does it feel to be finished at this point? Well, I, I think the one word that would describe it best would be bittersweet. Uh, on the one hand, uh, you know, being the chair has a lot of responsibilities, a lot of uh, time commitment, but it really, for me, is a... a um, a labor of love. I've, I've enjoyed uh, being the chair this past year, especially given the results that we had. Um, I'm certainly going to miss um, the microphone. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that most, but uh, no, but seriously, uh, it's been a great year. I've enjoyed my time and I'm looking forward to another great year uh, with Lamont at the helm. So take it away, Lamont. All right. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> hey, tell us about your personal highlights from the year. Uh, from your perspective, what were the Chamber's greatest achievements, and what memories or lessons will you take from this experience? So, uh, you know, we had many of the kind of common metric uh, achievements. We grew membership, grew revenue, we were responsible with the finances. Certainly we had that, but at the really at the top of the list had to be the Chamber of the Year. Yes. Um, going to Des Moines and, and lifting that trophy up for uh, the number one chamber in the entire Milky Way is uh, Milky Way. quite an accomplishment. And and I'm so proud of the chamber staff and everything that the chamber has been able to accomplish over the years. And this really has been years in the making. It wasn't just a 2018 event, as far as I'm concerned. It right. really was something that we've been working on for a number of years. And so past leadership has a lot to 
to be thankful for in, in their role there, but certainly staff. I mean, staff has done a terrific job. Um, we also uh, spent some time uh, bolstering our advocacy efforts, the local advocacy, doing more where we're getting engaged at the city level, school uh, district, school board, as well as at the county level. I'm particularly proud of the the uh, public policy committee that we have that meets uh, once a month, first Wednesday of every month, the place to be in Plano, yes. 7.30 right here at the chamber. But uh, no, uh, again, on the advocacy front, the chamber has done so much to really get in front of business relevant issues and, and really kind of help uh, make sure business has a has a seat at the table. So Well, and I think on that, Jeff, I think we've always been more involved at the state level, and obviously decisions that are made in Austin um, do impact business across our state and here locally. But that addition of the local plug-in and making sure that we're tracking what's happening at planning and zoning or city council, and um, what we've seen is some there's some really big issues in the last year that have come up before council that had we not weighed in, um, we would not have been representing our membership. We felt like there was That's a right. reason we needed to be there, and um, we had some really good opportunities in Vision Oak Point, a couple other things. So. Well, it's a, it's an important time here in Plano. I mean, we're we're in, in kind of a pivot mode, but we're pivoting from more of that bedroom, suburban community to where we're more of a commercial center and, a, and an urban center, really a center of commerce for Collin County. And we've got to be sensitive to what that means. It doesn't mean that we you know, go out and put high-rise buildings all over the city, but at the same time, too, we've got to be responsive to the business opportunities that are available while balancing that with the needs of our residents. And that's that's kind of a difficult line that we're going to have to walk. So, mm-hmm. um, so you mentioned Chamber of the Year, which, again, you, I think it was Chamber of the Milky Way. It keeps yes. changing, but um, <laughs> so... Tell our listeners a little bit about, you and I had the experience of actually going through the interview process on site in Des Moines, and I will admit that there might have been a little bit of um, joking and jabbing when we walked in. Uh, Three of my peers from across the nation were the people that were interviewing us, and they said, really, you brought a CPA for an interview? But little did they know how much personality you brought to the table, and talk a little bit about that process and... um, Kind of, because I know you were very proud the night we won, oh, but, yeah. but it, was, oh, yeah. it was leading up to that. Oh, so. gosh. And there was all the heavy lifting that went into the application itself, which, you know, again, staff did a terrific job of pulling that application together. But when we walked in the room, uh, they said, uh, just so you know, um, it was like 80% of the scoring is based on this 45-minute interview. <laughs> I and I looked no over pressure. at Jamie and I said, <laughs> you got this, right? Because <laughs> I'm just a CPA. But yeah. no, so, and they went through a series of questions. But again, I, I just really um, am proud of the chamber and, and we prepped for it and, and really, um, you know, things like our business center, our advocacy effort, those were kind of the two uh, leading elements that, that helped us win Chamber of the Year. But the chamber does so much here in our community that uh, I have no question that it's the best chamber and it's been that for years. But that interview was, uh, was a, it was fun. It was, it was nice. And then when we, actually had the the trophy presentation we had gone to nashville in 2017 and we we finished runner-up we were nominated but we didn't win and it was kind of a letdown at the time we felt like we were the best chamber but to go in there and feel you know that we had a good chance to win and then to have your name called i can only imagine what 
Oscar winners and Grammy winners feel like when their name gets <laughs> we called. We got a little taste of that. We yeah. got a little taste of it, and it was fun. And just uh, seeing the chamber community come together and rally around what we've been able to do here at the Plano Chamber is really was really special. And I would say on that interview, though, it, it was valuable having you in the room because I, I think um, one of the things that was addressed is kind of the financial outlook of the chamber. And, our, you know, our organization is over 70 years old and membership organizations have evolved, especially in the last 10, 15 years and how they connect with their members. And um, when you look back at our financial situation 10 years ago and you look today, um, it it's a whole different world. And it's because we've been able to evolve and offer new programs and new benefits and new services. And, and that's from the leadership and making sure that we're con- continually evolving. So um, I thought that was great. And you did a great job of highlighting Yeah, and, and we were able to get into some of the things that we did in 2018. Well, really starting back in late 2017, when we developed a strategic plan and used the metrics um, that would help us determine if we're accomplishing our strategies and how we've been able to uh, use that as kind of the lead lead in the conversation for our board meetings, for example. That really kind of resonated, I think, with the with the with the chamber execs that we interviewed with. So, Jeff, you mentioned strategic plan in 2018. Can you talk about some of the priorities that were marked off as completed for 18 and and those things I don't have to worry about going into 19? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, so um, some of the things that we were able to do um, include just uh, our governance and, uh, you know, developing things like our our board development calendar, um, you know, creating professional development for staff, uh, the advocacy effort, local advocacy. We talked about that a little bit earlier, um, you know, just how we were able to, to uh, be more present on the local front. Uh, develop a succession plan here at the chamber. We don't want Jamie to, to leave anytime soon. But there should always uh, be a plan. But we should always have a plan, and we really did a, a good job with that. And then just really kind of taking a look at our governing documents. I know it's not sexy stuff, but it really sets us up for the future. Uh, that that was kind of what we had done on, on kind of the leadership front. Uh, we also really kind of uh, uh, developed ourselves in, in operational excellence by um, Improving our our database uh, with with members, our membership database, um, you know, assessing our our technology needs. Obviously, with technology evolving like it is, we've got to be prepared for the future. I can say that three times fast. Um, and then just offering again quality services and programs to our members. You know, again, I think the business center here really speaks for itself. But we put such good programs on here at the business center for our quarterly business uh, lunches, and we have such terrific attendance. We've had some terrific speakers this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really has been a great year uh, to be a part of the chamber, and I look forward to 2019 being even better. Even better. And I would say, too, this podcast started in 2018, and, and this really was born from the idea that um, we love to have our members tell their story, and we think that that's got great value, and it's fun to hear people like Gary Hirsch tell us how he started in the business, or Carol Davis talk about Crave Popcorn and how she developed her business, and so um, I think that's been something that's been a good highlight for 2018. It also crosses off that um, technology. We want to make sure that we continue to evolve and add new technology. So. And, yeah, and one other thing to add to the list that's going to be 
kind of more of a 2019, we've started the development of a chamber app. So uh, I think that's going to be something that we're really going to look forward to in 2019. Um, I've been very impressed with what that looks like in the development stage, and awesome. that'll be out soon. So. Great. Well, we have more to hear from our outgoing chair as well as Lamont's plans for 2019. You can kind of tell Jeff's already teeing things up for you. Um, first, let's take a quick break for a message from our presenting sponsor, Plano Pulse, Legacy Texas. I want a bank focused on customer service. Scratch that. I want a bank focused on customer action. At Legacy Texas, we couldn't agree more. What bank doesn't focus on its customers? That's cost of entry. We make it our job to help your money work efficiently and productively. So whether you're juggling a family, running a business, or both, you can count on Legacy Texas to be proactive, take action, and help you achieve your goals. Legacy Texas. Change your mind about banks. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're here with Jeff Beckley, immediate past board chair of the Plano Chamber. Thanks again for joining us today, Jeff. I'm glad to be here. So, Jeff, one of your real passions and areas of expertise is public policy, and, and it's been fun to watch that evolve um, as your role has evolved as, as the chair and now immediate past chair. Um, we've made some real strides in this area in the past few years. We talked a little bit about that before the break, um, and we have some big plans coming up for the future. Obviously, our legislature will gavel in and um, they will start their work in Austin. So talk a little bit about some of the upcoming issues, some of the work that we maybe have done, have, have completed behind the scenes, gearing up for this next session. So the, the chamber uh, spent some time over the last several months through our public policy committee actually developing a, a, uh, a legislative agenda. And at the top of that legislative agenda, we put the uh, public school finance, public schools in general, but finance specifically over the interim period the legislature actually formed a special committee um, a commission uh, that reported out here a couple of weeks ago and uh, and that should set the stage for this session being the public school finance session now kind of counterbalancing that too is the issue of property taxes I I kind of cast the net over taxes in general because I think there are some broader issues that we might tap into as well when we talk about how do we fund, public schools, how do we do that at a state level, but public, uh, but uh, property taxes are certainly going to be a, a big part of that. Um, and, you know, it, kind of the, the real um, opportunity I think here is for the average listener is not necessarily to go in and try to drill down and understand how school finance works because there are only like, like five people, people maybe, yeah. <laughs> in the whole state that understand it. But you know, just listen to the lead that you get from your uh, newspapers, from your uh, from your uh, resources, from your trusted resources, including the Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce is going to be very focused on trying to get information out to our membership and let them know when the business community has an important um, conversation that needs to be had with our legislators. And we really encourage our listeners to to jump in, become a part of that process, get engaged, you know, just um, listen to the information that's coming out because it happens so fast in Austin. I mean, it's basically a four-month, four-and-a-half-month session, and they come up with bills basically throughout the period. Well, they don't get voted on a lot of times until the last two weeks. And so it's going to happen really quickly. It's important to be engaged with your trusted resources, and, and the chamber being one of those, 
but when it comes to public school finance, we're going to be right there. When it comes to property taxes, the Chamber of Commerce is going to be right there. Well, I think in that conversation, too, the, the reason this, not just the property tax side of it and the funding, obviously it's got to be sustainable over time, but for us, the focus is what are the outcomes that our business community needs? And for the first time, that's really been included in the conversation through this commission um, that the governor has set up over the interim. And so it's been exciting to see how do we tie outcomes and performance-based um, criteria to some incentives and funding. And that's what the business community does in our own business models that's and, right. and the, the way right. we run our organizations. And so I think it's interesting to see a change in dialogue. And I think that's going to really be part of the conversation this next session that is different and new and unique. So Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, again, you get the criticisms at, at all ends of the political spectrum here about, you know, hey, we need to tax more so that we can throw more money at the at the at our students, at our children. Mm-hmm. You know, in in that respect, uh, you know, I don't think that's a real fruitful process. If we can tie outcomes to it and say, hey, let's improve our graduation rates beyond high school and into college you know, let's get the certification rates up. Let's improve our third grade reading levels and make sure that we're getting a return on our investment. Sure. Uh, I think that's a much more responsible way of looking at something that Lamont, you and I look at every day in our businesses. Why wouldn't we want to do that in our public schools as well? All right, Jeff, I have to ask you, what advice would you give me (laughs) in this role of board chair? And more importantly, how do I keep up with Jamie? <laughs> oh, my up. gosh. So, well, thank you for giving me the mic so easily to, yeah. to turn the tables on, on this. So the, the most important thing is, you know, accessibility and, you know, just being present for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can't necessarily make every meeting and every event. But, I mean, you know, again, uh, the most important thing is is just what you've done so far really is sets the stage for what, the chairmanship is all about is just you know is just being there mm-hmm. and uh, being a voice and and continuing to ask the hard questions. I think you do Lamont such a terrific a great job, job of that. that. Yes, <laughs> and uh, you know and, and really um, you know just being there uh, you know as that kind of leader of the chamber. Jamie does a great job. Staff does such a great job, kind of taking on the day to day issues. But given that strategic vision that you're so capable of doing, I think you know you're going to do a great job. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, and as far as managing me or keeping up, it's not possible. It's, no, it's, but it's it's usually it's just knowing that if I send an email in the middle of the night, it's okay. It doesn't mean you need to respond right away. But you know, it's, I won't even see it if it comes after <laughs> nine o'clock. So you're. <laughs> No, it's it's fun, but we've had a good time, and and Jeff's been a great chair. So yeah, and you know, Jamie is you know she asks great questions, and really uh, you know as issues come up, she does such a great job informing the chair and the executive committee. You know, the important thing is is to just you know be there to to give the support that Mm -hmm. she and staff need. You know, that's I mean I think that's been. Well, and I think y'all do a great job as leadership understanding what's important to, you know, Beckley CPA or Cigna um, is great. And you're, you're there as a representative of your organization, but you're also there as the voice of business, no matter what that business is. And I think that's something that um, the executive committee and the board have been great at is how does this impact every business in Plano, not necessarily just mine, because it's different. I mean, yep. we've got a lot of different industries and sizes of businesses and challenges that we face. And um, so it's, it's an interesting time. 
So I'm going to turn the tables a little bit Uh-oh. and just ask you, Lamont, <laughs> uh, how does it feel to step into the role of board chair and what are you most looking forward to in 2019 in your position? Well, I thought I would be nervous, Jeff, but, you know, looking at uh, past member and like, folks in this position really have given me a kind of a, a way of do- approaching this and made it easier for me to going into this saying, you know what? I've had some good leaders in the past, board chairs, and really have done a good job of saying this is what's expected. And plus, you're right, earlier you mentioned a lot about Jamie and the staff and their commitment and their focus. So it should be easy, (laughs) as easy as you can define easy, uh, that you have good resources that are available to you and a good board as well. I was looking forward to being Chamber of the Year in 2019, but you took that away from me last year, so that's okay, but you actually took pressure off I don't think we can apply for a few more years, so we'll just continue to ride this wave. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you're you're exactly right. I mean, you know, again, just the the kind of momentum that's been built up. People ask me, you know, what was hard about being the, the uh, the chair of the chamber, and I really say it was one of the easiest volunteer positions I've done. Yeah, it's a time commitment. But, you know, again, the stage is set and really it's just up to us to keep the momentum going. So, And I think with an engaged membership, and I do feel like our, our business community, our members are very engaged. They're giving us feedback. They're giving us direction, providing um, what is it they need. They, they're not shy at telling us, here's where you can help me in my business. Yes. And I think that makes it a lot easier, I know, for the staff and leadership um, to kind of make sure that we're relevant and that we're able to provide unique services and a benefit to our members. So Exactly, yeah. exactly. So 2019, that would be the second year of our three-year strategic plan. What would be some of your priorities and and uh, what, do you, what, what can we look forward to out of our Chamber of Commerce? So Jeff, you mentioned a word that I've used with Jamie earlier about mm-hmm. momentum. It's really continuing the momentum that it's already been started uh, moving into the second year of the plan, understanding that everything doesn't have to get done year one, year two, it's a continuation. And also there's some adjustments because the dynamics of the environment change and we have to be flexible enough to change based on, like Jamie mentioned, the feedback we get from members. Some of that feedback's important because if we make those decisions and building a strategic plan in the laboratories of the chamber, we miss out on the voice of the member and that's very critical. So going into 19, that's really gonna be important the voice of the membership. Mm-hmm. And if we do this right, all boats rise. Small business, medium business, medium-sized business, large business get value from the chamber. And that's going to be critical for us is that everyone, no matter what size they are, two-person group or 5,000 employee, they all see value and get value from being a part of the chamber. And, and I would also um, just add that um, we had an economist come in and speak to our board of directors at our retreat. And I think that's something that maybe some of our listeners and members don't know is that we are tracking what's happening in the bigger picture when it comes to the economy and our businesses. And um, we want to make sure that, like you said, we're, we're nimble, that we can make change to that plan based on what are some of the challenges businesses might face in 19 that, that aren't on our radar today. And so I think that's a, a great way to look at it is making sure that we're addressing those those needs. So. And the other piece of it, too, we want to make sure that and I think we're starting to evolve in that direction is that it's not we understand that business community schools, they're all intertwined mm-hmm. and they all have to be successful in order for Plano to be successful. 
Absolutely. So I, I think that's about all the time we have for today. And um, again, I just want to thank you, Jeff, for, for being a great leader. And um, don't go too far away. We will still have you plugged in as the immediate past chair. And we look forward to Lamont's leadership in 2019. We also want to give a special thanks to Legacy Texas for their partnership as the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse. The support of our sponsors is critical to this podcast. To learn more about sponsorship opportunities and availability, please contact the Chamber team. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode.